some would say that uh, that would not be uh, that would be wrong. But some also would say that for me to have a cold beer at my house after a hot day outside working in the field or out, out in the yard would be okay as long as I'm at home. But wait a minute. Whether I go out with Brother Ed and get drunk in public or if I drink at the home, there is no difference to God. He sees it all. Others would say on big occasions like anniversaries or wedding days, it wouldn't be wrong to have a drink. Again, that's situational aspect. I had this very thing happen to me a number of years ago. I had gone home from my grandmother's funeral. She's Italian. We called her Nan. And uh, at, uh, now, uh, uh, my grandmother, when she died, was the last of that branch of our family. Uh, and all that's left is now my branch. Let me illustrate what I've worked out. I'll tell you what I mean by that. That means all my grandparents are now dead. My parents are dead. My parent-in-laws are dead. And now it's just my generation and their property. My, my wife's lost two brothers. I've lost a brother. It's not long before this generation will pass off the thing. And then my children will be the ones that are running into the house. Oh, that's scary. Uh, my sister had brought a bottle of champagne to the meal after, uh, we, uh, after the funeral service for my grandmother. My dad had purchased this bottle of champagne years before uh, when he had cancer. He had colon cancer, and he was going to bought this bottle of, of to celebrate the day he would be cancer-free. Well, the bottle was still closed because he never became cancer-free. He died of that cancer. My sister had realized somehow at the death of my grandmother that my dad was now cancer-free. And she thought, well, let's all drink together. So she brought the bottle to the meal after the funeral. She asked all seven of us children, I came from seven children, uh, if we toast our mom and dad. When it came time to drink the toast, I wouldn't do it. Just a little. Uh, I drank a toast with diet soda. I was trying to keep my girl's figure. I give up on that. Uh, but I wasn't going to drink the liquor. She was a bit offended at that. Uh, to say the least, she was, she was hurt. She looked at me and said, you can't have a sip. I said, I love you. And I love our father and mother. I love our family very much. I also love my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, mm -hmm. with all of my heart. And I cannot disobey him for something that I want to do or that someone else wants me to do. Because regardless of who wants me to do it, it's still a sin. And I don't want to commit that sin. Oh, I can hear some Christians now. As they call me, blinkless, hard-nosed, you're harsh, you're mean-spirited. The list can go on and on. But the truth is, I wasn't going to sin. I have to stand before my Lord and Savior one day, and I'm just not going to do it. I am not going to live by the situation that's there. That would have been situational ethics. Well, the situation is a once-in-a-lifetime situation. And by the way, it was a once-in-a-lifetime situation. But it doesn't matter if it's a once-in-a-lifetime or it's a weekly situation. It doesn't matter. Right is always right, and wrong is always wrong. Amen. Amen. Since the situational ethics will say, oh, it wouldn't hurt, it wouldn't be a sin that one time, but it wouldn't be. See, again, situational.
situations don't make the decision. People make that decision. Now, let's face it. Someone had to make a decision in my life and in your life. There, where should we go? What should we do? What should I watch? How should I speak? How should I dress? When should I go to church? There are four different people who can make decisions in your life. I'm going to give you all four of them real quick. Number one, God could decide. God could, could decide. Person number two, man could decide. I could decide for you, and you could decide for me. A man could decide. Group number three. A group of men could decide. You know, like churches could decide for everybody how they're supposed to act. Or employers could decide for everybody how they're supposed to act. Or the government could decide for everybody how they're supposed to act. But after the way the government wanted me to right now, I'd probably have a dress with a, with a pin kit curls in my hair and, and a ponytail or something. But that's unbiblical. And not, no matter who says so, I ain't going to do it. Amen? God could decide. A man could decide. A group of men could decide. Or you could decide. Those are the four groups that can make the decision for us. And there's only four. So these four people who can make the decision for you are what we should do, where we should go, what we should wear, what we should drink, what we shouldn't drink, when I should attend church, whether I should tithe or not, and so on. These four people can make your decision for you. Now the devil doesn't want God to decide for you. I'm going to tell you that right up front. The devil does not want God to make that decision for you. He doesn't want our pastor to decide. And by the way, our pastor doesn't want to decide either. I don't want to decide. Don't come to me and say, hey, Brother Mark, was it okay if I sinned? The answer is going to be no. Why did you ask me? Right, right. And sooner or later, you're going to get tired of coming to me and saying, I'm going to do this or I'm going to do that. And I shake my head at you and say, what in the world is wrong with you? And then you're just going to go and sin all by yourself. But it doesn't change the fact that you're still sinning.
done with that yet. He said, let me give you my version of what God said. Let me give you the New American Standard version of what God said. Let me give you the NIV version of what God said. So let me give it for you here, he says. Verse 5. For God doth know that in the day that ye eat thereof, your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. In other words, you are going to be on the same level as God himself. The Almighty, the creator of heaven and the earth, you'll be equal to each other. And he knows that. Eve 
maybe I've turned everyone to the devil's way. It doesn't say that. It doesn't say that. It doesn't say everyone has turned their way to Central Park Baptist Church's view. It says our own way. That's what the devil wants you to do. The devil has no uh, prescribed thought that he wants you to think. He has no particular place he wants you to be. He has no particular thing he wants you to drink. He just wants you and I to make a decision and not allow God to make the decision. That's all he wants. He wants you to make yourself God. That's it. He doesn't want you to follow the Bible. He doesn't want you to follow the Lord. He doesn't care where you go. He just doesn't want you to live like God says to live. That's all he wants. He does not care if you drink wine or beer or champagne. He just doesn't want you to do what God tells you to do. Right, right. He doesn't care if you drink most of the time or only on special occasions. All he wants you to do is be disobedient. That's all he is. And that's all he wants. He wants your disobedience. As much as God yearns for our obedience Satan yearns for your disobedience. He labors, he works, just as God has labored and worked for our obedience. Satan has labored and worked for our disobedience. That's all his goal has been, to do your own thing. Situational lesson is doing right according to whatever the situation determines. And you make that decision. Ladies and gentlemen, if you don't obey the book in order uh, to do something, you're not can't obey the book to do what you're supposed to do, then don't do it. If God says something different in his word, then do what God says in his word. Don't do it. God tells you that he, what he wants for you. Situational ethics is not it, because you become your own God. And you overrule God in his word, in that situation, and you say, it's okay for me to do da, 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 da. And then we make excuses justifying it because we are God in ourselves. You say, well, I don't think I'm God. Yes, you do. Every time that you go against the word of God and every time I go against the word of God, I am saying I know as much or more than God does. And in this situation, this is what I ought to do. And I've made myself a God. And so do
is everyone who may turn to their own way. Our own way, then, is not God's way. Idolatry, you become God yourself. You discern, detect, or declare, or regard as truth beyond a doubt what is right and what is wrong. And you justify it, just like I do. We're all careful not to let your feelings or emotions or your upbringing bringing, make decisions for you. Well, you know, I was brought up and in my home, well, my dad swore like a sailor. My dad wasn't a sailor, but my dad could cuss up a storm. That doesn't make it right for me to cuss. Right, 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 right. My dad, your dad was a sailor and he cussed like one too. Am I right? Just because someone cussed in my home doesn't mean I'm supposed to cuss. Yes, sir. Yes. Well, you know, we only went to church on Sunday morning. We didn't go to Sunday school or Sunday night. They had it all the time, but we didn't go. It wasn't our nature. We did other things on Sunday. Well, that doesn't change the word of God. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hello? Yes, sir. Why are you forsaking the, the gathering of ourselves together as a manner of some is? Mm -hmm. Well, that's your manner. I'm going to do it. Because I'm going to be disobedient. I'm a God unto myself. That's my situation. I'm going to make that decision. I hope. You may not be made out of wood or plastic or metal. But you've made yourself a metal. You decided, well, that's not what God means. Just like when you drink a special occasion. Or because it's hot outside. Do you know liquor does not quench your thirst? <laughs> you want to quench your thirst? Drink water. Liquor does not do the trick. Maybe quicker, but it's going to get you cut down the street quicker being stupid than it is anything else. Say, well, I don't like that. I, I know you don't. You don't like it because you're your own God. And I'm not worshiping you. 
I don't have the authority to tell us what to do. The situation was such me that I need to part ways because I myself and you yourself are not equal to God. We must submit to him. By the way, that's why some people won't go to the King James Bible and even attend this church. All these issues, the NIV, I seem to understand it better. Well, why don't you just go to the Word of God and let God teach you? Why don't you ask the Holy Spirit to lead you? Instead of you trying to figure out what the world has to say, and then say, well, they didn't take that much out. Well, okay. Let's see if you can live very long without your gizzard. Let's cut out your large and small intestine and see how long you go. I know, I know. Let's cut off your left foot at your knee and see how active you become. Well, it's just a little bit. Yeah. Amen. Do you know if you lose your toes, you can't walk right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. True. Yeah. I know. Let's cut off all your fingers on one hand and see how well you play the violin or the trumpet or the guitar or handle tools that work. We say it's not very much in the Bible that's been changed, but wait a minute, it's been changed. But there are people that have made themselves a God and won't change from that. I'm not mad at anybody. I just want the best for you. And we can't have the best as long as we're making those decisions for ourselves. Number two, now that you've heard these truths about obedience to God, you must make a decision. Now that you've heard these truths about God, about obedience to God, you and I have to make a decision. I choose obedience. That's my choice. Nothing is more important to me than God. I am going to place God first in my life. God's word is situational ethics? Nothing. So there's only one I want to glorify with my life, and that's Jesus Christ. So what does that mean? It means you have to, uh, A, either think it over and decide whether you're going to let God have his way, or B, make the, ch make the choice to commit to God and let him have the authority over you and everything you do. And like I said, I choose obedience. That's the name of this message. Doesn't matter what the subject is, we're to obey the word of God. You and I need to do what God says, and God will bless you. But when we do our own thing, we're rebelling against God and against His word. And I want to give you one more verse, and then I have something. My notes are finished up there. You just heard it. For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. 
we just learned that, didn't we? Because thou hast rejected the word of the Lord. Yes. He hath also rejected thee from being king. That's what he said to Saul. But you could put our name there, couldn't you? He has rejected you from being where you could be for Jesus Christ. So I made you something. I made you a little bookmark. It says, I choose obedience. On the back it says, nothing is more important to me than God. It says, I'm, the, I'm placing God first. God's word is true. To me, the Bible is God's word, and I'll do anything it says. If Jesus told me to do something, I'd do it. Nothing would stop me from doing what he had said. That's my decision. So I'm going to put a bookmark in my Bible and in my books I read to remind me, I choose obedience. I'm rejecting this obedience. I'm rejecting what Satan brought in the Garden of Eden and says you can be a God unto yourself. I choose obedience. Would you like to choose obedience? I'd like to give you a card. If you'd like a bookmark, play with it. Just, just slip your hand up right now. We're going to get out there and give you some bookmarks. It'll be a blessing to you. Brother, if you go this side, I'll go over here. Keep your hand up because I don't remember who has to apply it to our lives and help us to each choose obedience rather than our situation in Christ. Our opinion, our view, the devil's view, all of that stuff. But we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. The altar's open. God spoke to your heart.